0: Hello, and welcome to that TechPod special bonus episode. I'm Laura Milstein.
1: And I'm Kevin Elbert.
0: And today we are diving on to share this bonus episode based on the news around the Silicon Valley Bank, one of the... 20th largest banks in America is going down with a stock plummeting of negative 75%. This is massive. For those of you who are not aware of this, it is a big deal. It is the biggest bank failure since Washington Mutual in 2008. And there's a lot that kind of goes into what's happening. So what we're going to do is I will give you a quick recap um, for those of you who don't know what's going on. And then Kevin and I are going to dive into some of the actual facts and numbers behind this. As it does relate to tech, because this is one of the banks that really does focus on tech startups and being the bank that the VCs are going to for a lot of these tech companies. So we'll dive into it. So just to give you all a high overview of what's going on with Silicon Valley Bank. They were keeping everyone's money safe in 2021. Everything was great. They were getting people's money. Everyone was happy. But recently, they wanted to make money off of this money. So they bought some investments called mortgage-backed securities with it. And then these investments were supposed to make the bank more money in the future, but something unexpected happened. The government raised interest rates. So this made the bank investments worth less than they used to be so that the bank lost some money. So at this point, Silicon Valley Bank has to react. So they had to sell some of their other investments to make up for the money that they lost. Some people at this point got worried when they heard about this, they needed to get their money back. So at this point, the bank had to sell some of their other investments to make up for the money that they lost. Some people then got worried when they heard about this and they started telling other people to take their money out of the bank. This, you know, is kind of bad. And so because of this, too many people are taking their money out all at once. And then that caused the bank to possibly not have enough money to give all of their money back. So in short, there's a lot here. And that's just a very high level overview. And I'm going to pass it to you, Kevin, can you really give us kind of a summary of how this all unraveled?
1: Yeah, sure. So again, I'm not a financial expert, but this is my understanding of it. Basically, they were taking in deposits. Normally a bank takes in deposits at like 5% a year or whatever. These people were taking in deposits at a way higher rate, like two to three times the normal rate. And they have the money in, they got to do something with it because otherwise they're just going to pay interest rates. And so they have to make loans. Now, the problem is because they were taking in so much money so fast, no one was able to make loans You know that are like all good loans so fast. And so they felt like they would buy bonds. Um, and normally, you know, you're know, you going to buy government bonds. They're AAA rated. No problem. The government's never going to go out of money. It's, it's a great thing. But these were mortgage-backed securities. And obviously, people have a bad taste in their mouth about mortgage-backed securities from the financial crisis from 2008. You think of that movie, Big Short, with Christian Bale and Steve Carell and, and everybody in it. This is not that, right? These were not subprime loans that were bad investments to a certain degree. These are just kind of regular loans. The problem is the interest rates really have you know shot up dramatically, right? They were at 1.5% in 2022. Now they're at like 4%. And so this is a shocking change. And so there's just not a lot of money to be had there. And so the bank got underwater really fast, became insolvent, and then there was a run on the bank. The other piece of this that's kind of a problem is you think normally you're like, oh, I've got insurance, the FDIC is going to protect me. The problem is FDIC only insures up to $250,000 per customer. The problem is, these people were putting in way more than that. And so there's a run on this and the, the money basically is gone. You know, the bank was basically forced into bankruptcy. And as you mentioned, it's the largest bank failure since 2008. The The problem here is kind of interesting. Obviously, you think, aren't these people going to get their money back at some point? And sure, the answer is probably right. Even back to Bernie Madoff, you know, most of the people actually did get a lot of their money back. And so maybe they're not going to get 100% of their money, but maybe they're going to get like, you know. Seven tenths of their money, or you know, eight tenths of their money, they're going to get something back, but it's not going to be necessarily the whole thing. The problem here is the scope. No one really knows. How many other banks could have this same problem, right? A handful of other banks are probably also underwater. And if they only have like the small deposits, I mean, maybe it's not that big of a deal. But if they have like these big deposits like the Silicon Valley Bank, I mean, obviously that's going to be a huge problem. And there could be, you know, a big incentive and a big run on banks at some point. And because this is specifically Silicon Valley, I mean, these are all tech investors, these are VCs, first, you know, level entry level tech companies that really need the money. And so this obviously has a big impact on Silicon Valley, and it comes down to the point where, you know, where do these tech investors, where do these companies go to get money in the future? People are going to be a lot more hesitant to really lend people money. And from obviously a tech perspective, you know, we are very tech friendly. And so obviously it has a lot of impact and a lot of worry for people in our world.
0: Kev, you are spot on with that. And it is a it is a scary thing because you, cause you're right when you even mention like made off in those situations where you know things happen and you will hopefully eventually get your money back but it's now you have to bring in the lawyers and now you have to deal with all of this and it's a shame that this really does come down to inflation if you think about it i mean we can bring in the facts here in 2021 silicon valley bank saw this mass influx in uh deposits which jumped from 61.76 billion at the end of 2029 to 189.2 billion by the end of 2021. So this is a bank that at this point, it's got money, it's doing well, and it's not expecting what what, what happens. So as the deposits grow, the bank could not grow their loan book fast enough to generate the yield they wanted to see on this capital. As a result, they purchased a large amount, and I'm talking like over 80 billion in mortgage-backed securities. So with these deposits for their hold to maturity, portfolio, I mean, they're over here doing great. The tech companies are happy. Everyone is happy. And then you get to a point where 97% of these MBS were 10 plus year duration with weighted average yields of 1.56%. And then that's what brings us to the issue. So Kevin, can you tell us about what Based on, you know, obviously inflation and when the government, you know, they, they raised their rates, what actually what that issue transpired to. And I know you spoke about it earlier, but right. let's bring some numbers into this.
1: Yeah, the issue is that the Fed raised the rates in 2022 and continue to do so basically all the way into 2023, where we are now. And the value of these mortgage-backed securities basically plummeted. The Silicon Valley Bank just has a liquidity issue. There's just not enough money them to be able to pay out all the money that they that this will basically eventually cost them.
0: Exactly. And that's why it, it's a scary thing. And so when this announcement came out the bank basically had to announce that they had sold $21 billion of their available for sale securities at a $1.8 billion loss and were raising another $2.25 billion in equity and debt. This obviously comes to a surprise to investors who were under the impression that the bank had enough liquidity to avoid selling their available for sale portfolio. So it's a it's a big shock. And when you're looking at this, issue. The bank then is focused on managing excess cash and services rather than providing risky lending. Uh, And it's just, it's crazy. It's a crazy, crazy thing. And by stretching assets so far into the risk spectrum to have a super low balance sheet duration, I mean, even considering the liability, this is is scary. And I just, you know, Kevin, what do you think is going to happen? Where do you think we go from here?
1: I mean, that's really the big unknown, right? Because as I mentioned, no one really knows what the scope of this is. Basically, the worry is that this is going to lead to a panic and that people are going to go and and make a run on uh, future banks.
0: I mean, I think it is. I think it is, Kev. But yeah, I I think you are right with, with the panic. That's to me, the scariest part of the panic is clearly everyone's reacting. And I mean, who wouldn't in that case? But for all of these tech companies, is this, Kev, do you think it's going to hold up from other tech companies getting money? Do you think there's going to have to be another? I mean, this is a massive bank we're talking about.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the worry, right? Is that people don't know exactly where people are going to go and get their money in the future. And I think that's the piece of this that no one really has an idea about. And and it's hard to say. You, you assume that if a company is a good investment, somebody will always be able to lend them money. The, the companies that make sense are gonna be able to do it. But the problem is no one really knows what's a good investment when they first start out. You know, in the beginning, people didn't trust Uber. No one's ever gonna get in a car with a random stranger. And now that that's company's worth a shit ton. And so it's one of those things, like you have those situations where a company might be a good idea, but is it a good investment? And it always was, you know, one of those things where you could, you could go to the bank, you could get a loan, you'll be able to find something. But now it's gonna be a lot harder For for companies to get capital, and that's what's going to stall innovation.
0: Yeah. And, and I think what's really frustrating is the government has to raise these rates in response to inflation. I mean, the government can't control necessarily like savings bonds, like the government bonds, like that's all the market is controlling that force. But they kind of had to, you're put in this really bad position and it's kind of scary because obviously inf- inflation is inf- affecting everyone and it's terrible and it's scary. And then you have something where because of the raise of inflation, the government has to change these rates, which now has done this to the bank which now is affecting all of these companies and all of these people that put their money into this that you then wonder okay is this going to just really ruin our economy even more something so big and then again yeah with the the widespread panic and the people talking could this potentially spread to other banks and you know I don't want to wish like all of a sudden like our whole economy shuts down from something like this but it is a concern that you look at something and you think Okay, now it's just going to keep spreading and keep being uh, impacting us in different areas. And that's why we wanted to talk about this today. We had a few people that reached out and said, "Hey, I know you guys are a tech podcast, but this is concerning and this has to do with tech companies." So we kind of wanted to address this with with all of you guys out there. We'd love to get your thoughts. We'd love to hear how you guys are feeling. So please reach out to us and uh, tell us your thoughts. Kevin is there anything that you think our our audience should be looking out for when it comes to what's going on? Do you have any, you know, thoughts for them as as far as advice or anything that, you know, we could gear them toward? I'm honestly not sure, just maybe try not to panic and hope that you aren't in this position.
1: Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Obviously, you don't want somebody to, you know, yell fire in the movie theater and have everybody run out the door. You want people to be safe, but at the same time, you know, you understand the panic, but if everybody pulls out their money, the whole system crumbles. And so, you know, I think the answer is take a deep breath and and wait wait it out, a little bit, kind of come to their senses take a break, relax a little bit and don't necessarily make a run on all the banks because obviously that would crumble the whole system. But again, I think it's going to be a lot harder for companies to get money in the, in the short term and stagnate um, some tech innovation, which obviously is a bummer for us and for our, our listeners.
0: Yeah, I agree. So if you're listening, stay positive. Trust each other, even if maybe, you know, it seems hard to do that in these times. It's just a terrible situation. Just, I don't even want to sugarcoat it. It's a terrible thing that happened. It's not great, but, you know, we will get through it. And, um, Keep trucking along, everyone, and please reach out to us if you have more questions on this. I don't know if we can answer it. You know, we are not in the finance department here. We are more on the tech side, but, you know, we appreciate everybody that asked us to talk about this, and we hope that we we did you a little bit of justice, and if not, please email us and let us know that, and we'll just try not to do that again. You can reach yeah. out to us at contact at thattechpod.com. So going to our website at www.thattechpod.com. And again, thanks for listening to this bonus episode of that Tech Pod.